Hello and welcome to the Light from Light podcast. My name is Brother Thomas Therese. I'm a Dominican friar and I'm a son of the English province. And this Sunday, Catholics throughout the world will be celebrating the Feast of Christ the King. So what is the Feast of Christ the King? What's it all about? Well, in 1925, Pope Pius XI instituted a liturgical feast of Christ the King so that one day in the year we would reflect particularly on the consequences of Christ's kingship. What does it mean to say Christ is king? What what sort of allegiance do we owe to Christ and other things in relation than to Christ? And he did this, let's remember, only seven years or so after the end of World War I. And this is also against a backdrop of rising nationalism. Already by 1925, you already have concerns that there is going to be a second war, uh, perhaps greater than the first. Uh, I know in uh, the the private revelations of Our Lady to uh, Sister Lucia of Fatima, she said, if if humanity does not heed the call to repentance, there will be a second war greater than the first. And lo and behold, what do we see? A second war greater than the first. Europe had already been through one world war by the time Pope Pius XI institutes this feast. And just over 10 years later, Europe will once again be on the brink of war. Nation once again will rise against nation and man's inhumanity to man will be laid bare. The common good will be foregone in favour of so-called national interests. And we, we should also remember, actually, with Pius XI, he took as his motto, the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. The kingship of Christ, the reign of God, and the peace which comes through loyal obedience to him and placing God at the centre of one's life really characterises Pius XI's Papacy. In Germany, Pius XI, with the rise of Nazism, Pius XI releases an encyclical called Mit Brennende Sorge, which means with with deep concern or with with burning anxiety. And this is a letter, the the first letter written in German from, from a pope, the first encyclical written in German, addressed, from what I remember, to the German nation. And it was really a a condemnation of Nazi ideology. But Pius XI wanted to highlight something more than just the defects of particular ideologies. He wanted to show that the church provides hope to the world that nations, cultures and races can coexist in unity without obliterating their diversity. It's Satan who is known to be the great divider. Christ unites. The church, like the kingdom of God in the book of Revelation, is made up of people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, diverse, yes, but united around the throne of grace. Our ultimate end and our true allegiance is primarily Christ. This does not always conflict with the state, but sometimes it does, like in Reformation England or like in Nazi Germany. Pius XII in Mystici Corporis Christi, this is the Pope after Pius XI, he laments and denounces the extermination 
of the weakest and the most vulnerable in society as violating the natural and divine law written on the heart of, of every human being. As Catholics, we pay our vows, we remember, not to a country, but as the Psalms say, we pay our vows to the Lord. And let's remember, the reign of the Plantagenets, the reign of the Tudors, the reign of the Habsburgs and the Romanovs, they've all come to an end, but Christ's kingdom will not come to an end. Christ is, as the book of Revelation says, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one before whom all monarchs cast their crowns. So then this feast should serve to remind all of us, whatever our position in society, from the greatest to the least, that no one is above Christ. Christ's, Christ is the only name by which we can be saved. We cannot save ourselves. It's also a reminder to us that no worldly goods will satisfy the heart finally and completely because we are made for Christ. As Pope Francis reminds us, and as Pope Pius XI told us as well, that greed is often the root cause of war and injustice. Pius lamented in 1925 at the forgetfulness of the human family of our common humanity and what we owe to each other, which transcends national interests. When we put our own nation ahead of the common good of all people, with regards to war or, or climate, for example, this is not true love of country, but what Pius XI calls the debased form of, of nationalism. He says that this is, this is a, it's like a sort of pride, and the exact language he uses, he says it's debased to the condition of extreme nationalism. It's not patriotism. And we should remember that being religious doesn't protect us from ideology necessarily. Look at Europe in the 1930s. There were plenty of Christian people, plenty of Catholic people who voted for inhumane ideological parties like the Nazi party. Recently, here in Britain, we celebrated, in a certain sense of the word celebrate, the armistice, the Remembrance Day. Perhaps the best way we can honour the memories of those who gave their lives is by taking to heart the words of Pope St. Paul VI. No more war. War never again. We are to be a people of peace because we are to be the people of Christ. And Christ is the Prince of Peace. Christ is to reign in our hearts. So then, let us promote peace in our homes and in our society by performing acts of kindness to each other. Acts of generosity by listening to each other through forgiveness, through gathering together around the Lord. Not in a way which obliterates people's identity, but in a way which elevates it. There's no salvation by any other name. So in the words of St. Paul, let the peace of Christ dwell in your hearts. God bless you.